Good morning! Hope everybody's doing well on this fabulous and wonderful Tuesday morning. Hope everybody had a good and great night's sleep. You're ready to hit this day going and running. Man, give it all the gust and enthusiasm you can today because, man, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. My friends, what a wonderful time to be alive, to be able to spread the gospel, to be used by the Lord Man, who knows, if you just give your all to Jesus, who knows the Lord may use you today. So, man, let's let's rejoice. All right, man, it's always at Thanksgiving this week. It should be Thanksgiving every day, praising and thanking God for what he has done for us. So, my friends, may you have a blessed and wonderful day today. All right, let's see what we got watching this morning. We've got Tracy Little, Amy Oaks-Turner, Michelle Fox-Harris, the myth, the legend, that is Miss Mousie, Darlene Barker, Kelly Janice with Terry Hutchison. All the cool cats and kittens have come out to join me this morning for our wonderful devotions. All right, my friends, at this time, let's do our morning Pledge of Allegiance. Attention, salute, pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again, with life and liberty for all who believe. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet, the light unto my path, will hide its words in my heart, that I might not sin against God. Alrighty, praise the Lord for these wonderful pledges. Good morning, Mr. Mike Hensley. Appreciate you turning in, young man. So praise God that we have the freedom to say these pledges. And uh, even though our country is plagued with problems, uh, at least we still have our freedoms that we do hold dear. Hello, Jerry Keller. In fact, this morning I have been banned on Twitter for seven days. And you know what egregious and horrible thing I did to be banned from Twitter? I put on there because a woman put on there that, uh, that she hoped that transgenders would one day have the same rights as gun owners. And I said, I hope one day that all these uh, confused individuals, these LGBTQ people, will get the mental help they need for their mental illness instead of it being promoted. They consider that hate speech, and therefore I have been banned for seven days. Oh, the horror. But you can see, um, you can have a beheaded uh, picture of uh, Trump by a comedian. There's no problem there. And you can bash and trash Christians. No problem there. But you dare touch the alphabet group, then that's when you have a problem. Oh, well, so such is life. All right, my friends, let's look at our verses of discussion. And I did say verses plural. Although, I will have one verse up uh, for you to look at, but I'm looking at James chapter 1, and I'm going to read verses 22 through 27, but I'll go ahead and bring up this verse as I'm reading, if you, that's all right. Be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man, beholding his natural face in a glass, for he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way. And straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was, that whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. If any man among you seem to be religious, and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. 
Pure religion and undefiled before God and in the Father is this, to visit the father, fatherless and the widows in their affliction, and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Alrighty, I know that was a mouthful this morning, but uh, I thought those verses are very appropriate for our age and our culture of enlightenment. And um, main reason I wanted to uh, look at those verses this morning. You know, we need to make sure, you know, just these verses we're talking about, not to be hearers of the word, but doers only. Now, I touched on this a little bit yesterday, and not to, uh, you, know, you know, rerun uh, what I was saying yesterday, but some main points that need to be brought out. You know, uh, just like this patch is saying, is just like somebody looks in the mirror and forgets what they look like. You know, of course, uh, we get that impression every time we go to Walmart. Apparently, they don't use a mirror. So, we see some of the people that are out there. But, uh, it's like somebody had on Facebook yesterday. said so they were at the Food City and uh, said it was 5 o'clock. And there were people, he said, they said they felt overdressed because there were people in their pajamas. I, I would never understand why people go to the store in their pajamas, but maybe that's just me. But nonetheless, uh, you know, I think that is par for the course for a lot of Christians. They come in and they uh, hear it. But they're not applying it. Uh, they're not adding it to their spiritual walk in their lives. They're not willing to make the necessary changes. And when you look in the mirror, you see those areas that need uh, work. You know, maybe your hair needs to be combed. Maybe you got something in your teeth. Maybe you got something hanging out of your nose. You know, those are things that you need to address so you look presentable as you go out into public. Well, unfortunately, there's a lot of Christians out there who hear the word, but don't make take any action uh, to change those areas that need to be uh, uh a focus of concern in their Christian walk. In fact, there was a pollster, uh, George Barna, which I'm sure you all may have heard of, said I found that found that one out of three born-again Christians uh, defined as those who report having made a personal commitment to Christ and to expect to get to heaven because they accepted Jesus, accept same-sex unions. 39% believe it is morally acceptable for couples to live together before marriage, and born-again Christians are more likely than non-Christians to have experienced divorce. So, you know, that is uh, uh, a horrible uh, statistics that we're looking at, and I have seen that personally. You know, just like Twitter has banned me this morning from uh, dare to say that those instead of promoting mental illness, uh, that they needed to get help uh, for what they're going through. So many Christian, Christians, mind you, have come out against me and uh, in the past for remarks such as that, saying that uh, I am unloving and I'm judgmental and I am hateful and uh, how dare me to say such egregious things and that they can, uh, that I'll be surprised when I get to heaven and that uh, they, are, they can be Christians too. You know, uh, that is a wrong statement because God is, you know, that is, as far as why it's called an abomination, and it's going against the very nature of God. It goes against the nature of what God has created. Now, with that said, there can be struggling homosexuals who are trying to avoid partaking in that lifestyle who have committed their life to Jesus Christ, and they may be struggling. Those can be saved. But now, if you are blatantly living a sinful lifestyle, flippant in the eyes of God, gay or straight, whether whatever sexual perversion you're into, whatever lifestyle that you're in, that ain't going to work. That's not going to fly. Your God will not be mocked. That's not going to happen. All right. So let's make that point clear. I don't hate homosexuals, but I just want them to know Jesus Christ. But I, what I'm talking about is the the push from a national level of trying to make us accept something we know in our heart is wrong and is is 
unnatural. It's perverse. It is, there's no, it's just Disney trying to indoctrinate our children. The mutilation of children in hospitals, this whole transgender baloney, it is wrong. And that's why it takes good Christians to stand up against that. And that's why it takes Christians to go against the grain of the societal views of what they think is right. Because what society thinks is right, nine times out of ten, is completely contrary to what God says is right. And when I say I go against the grain, if you do any kind of woodworking, like Mike Hensley or Jerry Keller has, you know that when you sand something, you go with the grain. But when you go against the grain, it, it messes it up. And that's what messes up our Christian walk. When you go against the grain of what God is telling you is right and what is wrong. And that's a real problem with so many Christians. They are hearers of the word, but they are not doers of the word because they don't want to, uh, it offends their sensibilities, if you will, because they don't want to make the necessary changes. They want to be accepted by the world. I'm not going to be judged by the world. I'm going to be judged by God the Father, and I want to make sure I'm doing those things that are holy and right in his eyes. Now, I'm not saying get out there and, and be nasty uh, to homosexuals by no stretch of the imagination. But uh, we need to make sure that uh, we are trying to spread the gospel and share Jesus. Now remember, whether it's gay or straight, whatever their, 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 their life is uh, as, as an unchristian, all we can do is spread the gospel message, pray that that seed will plant, and they will come to know Jesus Christ our personal Lord and Savior, and then God will make those changes. See, that's when that, that redemption, that glorification, that sanctification, that's when that begins and that change that they realize in their heart. There's a whole organization of homosexuals who are Christians and uh, uh, have come out against what law, what we're seeing here in our society today. But with that said, you know, one thing, again, we see that, um, you know, uh, James uses this illustration of a man, all right, uh, the Greek word stipulates a man as distinguished from a woman who looks at his natural face in the mirror, rushes out the door, forgets what he saw. Maybe he had a couple of days of stubble on his face, or he slept wrong on his hair, and is stuck up in an unruly manner, but is late for work, whatever, you know. So the, the Word of God is a mirror that reveals to us the very thoughts and intentions of our hearts. Now, you can put on a good act. But that's one thing that God's Word says, that it is, it is it's a sharper than a two-edged sword. And it cuts it to the, to the soul, to the, 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 the divider. You know, it should, it should stick into you and say, man, there, there are areas that have to be worked. There are areas that have to be changed. And we can't forget, uh, you know, it is um, one frequent problem we saw in Israel with Moses. He would constantly be telling them things. He would be warning them. And then, you know, in fact, uh, it was Deuteronomy 6, 12 says, Then watch yourself that you do not forget the Lord who brought you from the land of Egypt out of the houses of slavery. And then, again, he repeats Deuteronomy 8, 2. You shall remember all the way which the Lord your God has led you in the wilderness these 40 years that he might humble you. And once again, in Psalm 103, 2, it warns uh, to forget none of his benefits. So that's one thing that God's telling us over and over again is to remember his precepts remember what he has told you remember what he has done don't you know it's just you know some of the israelites time and time again here they followed after pagan idols and, and pagan practices and you know you're reading this you're thinking what is he doing but this is exactly what christians are doing today they're not remembering what the warnings and what god is telling them and what god has encouraged them to do and they just turn their back and do whatever it is they want to do whatever feels good whatever they think is acceptable in the world and they turn their back they're christian in name only you know, when you see that verse, and that's always the verse that if nobody else knows that they want to throw out erroneously, is judge not. They use it incorrectly. See, we are to judge, and we are to judge righteously, and we are to judge the same way we ourselves will be judged. If we didn't judge, we know the difference between right and wrong. 
But here's the thing. When somebody says that they are saved, we take that for face value. However, if uh, and we don't question that, but if they're not producing fruit, if they're not showing a life of change, then it does question, did they really commit themselves to Jesus Christ? Because their life is not reflecting anything that has shown someone who has given their heart to Jesus Christ. It should be uh, a true, evident change in someone's life, the way they think, the way they talk, the way they view things. The lifestyle that they once were in is no longer appealing. They want to do the things that are pleasing unto God. But people, we got to understand, we are only uh, here on this earth temporarily. And we need to make sure we use every second, every chance we can to servitude to Jesus Christ, to live a life that is glorifying to Him. That's what we've got to do what, with what time we have. Forget this world, all right? Forget this world. we got to look to, which is temporary, we got to look to the eternal. That's where we're going to spend all of eternity. And I don't know about you, but I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. But when you fall and you fail over and over and over again, you wonder if that's ever going to happen. But we have a gracious and kind and loving God who helps us, who sends us the Holy Spirit to encourage us with our daily walk. I said, yeah, you messed up, but you have an advocate, which is Jesus Christ who talks to you on, to God on your behalf. So praise God for that. So we have the strength and we have the encouragement to keep going forward, keeping our eyes on the prize to want to cross that finish line. You know, I know I talk about running ad nauseum, but you know, you did, when I ran, I focused on that finish line, tunnel vision, blocked everything else out. And that's what you've got to do as a Christian. You've got to block everything else out and have tunnel vision and, and run for the prize, the eternal prize. And so the heck with what the world is saying and what they're doing and how they're trying to infiltrate our hearts and minds, we need to make sure that we are reflecting the things of Christ Jesus. That we're doing things that are honoring and glorifying to Him. That you will not be defeated no matter how tired you get. No matter how many times you want to give up. That you will stay the course and cross the finish line. And that's what I'm trying to do, my friends. I'm running alongside of you. And I'm saying you can do it. I'm trying to tell you in these devotions each and every morning. Man, you, all things, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You've got this. Don't just hear it. Do it. Keep encouraged. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to encourage you. And that's what I want the Lord to use me to do. Is that, like Dad said, to be a coach. I want to be somebody who's encouraging. I want to encourage you to be on fire. I want to encourage you to strive for the mind of Christ. And that's what I'm trying to do each and every morning, man. And as you're getting up and you're starting the race, I want to, to encourage you as much as I can. So that you will know that in your heart that I am not going to be defeated. I can't do this. Yes, I'm tired. I want to give up. I'm, I've got anxiety. I've got depression. I've got fear. I've got bills. I've got all this stuff. But man, give it to the Lord. Give it to Jesus Christ. He will help you get across that finish line. Just give it to Him and keep running and keep going forward. And that's what we have to do each and every day. It's just to not only hear it, but to do it. And to hear the word, and there's one thing we have to understand too. Rather than a quick glance, the doer of the word looks intently at it. The Greek word means to stoop and look carefully at something. It was used of John and Mary stooping to look carefully to the empty tomb after the resurrection. Man, that's what we have to do. Is carefully and intently look at God's word. Apply it and, and put it into your heart. And realize that you are, again, you are not fighting for victory. You are fighting from victory. You have the, the, the strength and the encouragement in that God gives you. And don't be defeated. Don't let the devil lie in your ear. Don't listen to the things of the world and what society says. And it doesn't matter if the whole world hates you, which God says they will. Remember, all that matters is what God says and what Jesus wants us to do. So my friends, be encouraged. And be of good cheer. Let us pray. Dear Father, Lord, we just forgive us all of our sins. Thank you for all that you do for us. Lord, help us each and every day 
to be doers of the word, not hearers only. Help us, Lord Jesus, to look intently at your word. And Lord, let us apply it. Let us use it. Encourage us in this day-to-day battle and this race that we're in. And Lord, help us across that finish line with great joy and anticipation. Lord, if anyone watching or listening this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, please be with all my brothers and sisters in Christ who are watching this morning. Please watch over and keep them safe and well. And Lord, be with all of our kids or spouses or going to school, work, or play. Put a holy head of protection about them. Keep them safe and well. Please bring them home safely. Help us, Lord Jesus, to be a lightless world of darkness. Let us stand true and let us stand strong and be the warriors that you have called us to be. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. My friends, just remember this is the last devotion I'll be doing this week. Uh, since it's Thanksgiving week, so uh, uh, nothing uh, from Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, but uh, Lord willing, Monday we'll be hitting it hard again. So I uh, hope everybody has a wonderful and awesome Thanksgiving. Don't eat too much, which I know you will, <laughs> but enjoy it. And remember, give thanks to God. Give thanks to that uh, for the blessings that he has given us. And thank God for sending his only son. My friends, hope everybody has a great day, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless.